Hello, and welcome to The Vergecast, the flagship podcast of TheVerge.com. We only have two, and one's about to be canceled, so... Oh. <laughs> the only ship of TheVerge.com. Hmm. Uh, but no, it's true. Walt Mossberg's retiring, so the control delete's going to go. We're, we're going to come up with some stuff. We need this flotilla. But for right now, you're listening to The Vergecast, the flagship podcast of TheVerge.com, a, a technology experience that surrounds you, holds you. Like no other. Like no other. Anyway, I'm Neil Patel. I'm here, as you may have noticed with your ears. Paul Miller is here. Hello. Dieter Bone is here. Hi, I'm back. He's back. I want the listeners to know that Dieter, we can we can see him on Skype. You can't. So the, the picture in your mind is Dieter wearing the bright pink Verge CES shirt. Oh, yep. you're wearing two AirPods. For a while, I thought you were just solo AirPod. No, I got, I got, got both AirPods. It's, it's a beautiful sight. I mean, you, yeah. he the man just straight up looks like a Muppet right now. I don't know. What to say. <laughs> That's what the. Uh, but check it out. Tom Warren is here. Hello. What's up, Tom? Not a lot. I'm in town for Microsoft, and I'm flying back tonight. And yeah. then flying back to Seattle next week. You're a maniac. Why? Anyway, Tom. I just love as, being in the sky. As you may know, Tom is generally in London. I am. Yeah. This is yeah. also a state of mind. It's the accent. Uh, but there's a huge Microsoft event this week. Um, and so we wanted Tom on the show. Tom covered it all. We should just get right into it. Uh, there's actually a lot of things that happened this week. But, Tom, there were, the Microsoft event was called, ha- like, Microsoft EDU, right? Yeah, the education event. Um, your the headline for the ever. piece was micro- <laughs> all the news from, like, Microsoft's Chromebook event. It was great. <laughs> was just a real little jab. <laughs> jab and a turn. Uh, it's, it's to be, like, to make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. No, the I thought, education I mean, event, like. Look, there's nothing. There's nothing more interesting. What was the formal name of it? Um, May event. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> like master of the obvious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so, but the, so. the, the, just just to set the stage, what's happening right now in education is Apple thought they would do iPads. Yeah. That. Um, but Chromebooks are ascendant. Yeah. And Microsoft, I don't know. They were going to do something. We thought, but it, the event turned out to be bigger and much more interesting. Than just yeah, that. I think it was more interesting than we, we were expecting going into it. Yeah. So what happened? So, well, they started off, they kicked off, obviously, education. You know, Satya Nadella came on stage, lit by a single light, and sort of told his life story and stuff, which was, did, you know, it was did, different. Lit by a single light? Was he, like, doing a, a, like, a cabaret act? No. <laughs> Whenever yeah, Satya... Did he have a stool? I was basically waiting for him to start dancing around. Um, so, I mean, I like Satya. I interviewed him last year. I'm, I'm hoping we'll get him again soon. Mm. working on it. Um He's very personal, very chill, yeah. very smart. Yeah, but very he smart. and Tim Cook both now do the same thing at events, which yeah. is like they open and close the events by yeah. appealing to your soul, mm. <laughs> right? So it's like they yeah. come out of the single light, and he's like, "What?" He's like, technology. "I will teach you the ways yeah. of Microsoft." And then, and then they're like, "Okay, now these nerds are going to talk about the products." <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, like the nerds do the thing, and at the very end, they're like, "Ah, that was the nerds." But what is the essence of belief? And it's like, dude. <laughs> All these CEOs have become like like new age shots. Anyway, that's about right. Yeah, continue. Yeah. So yeah, so you did that interesting sort of intro, I guess, um, sort of set the stage for things, and then they kind of went into it with uh, they, they they kind of talked about the office stuff, Microsoft Teams, all that sort of stuff, like yeah, whatever. Uh, so a bit of a little little bit of a sort of dull intro, but then it kind of got onto the the main sort of part of why people were there, um, which was the Windows 10s stuff. Which essentially boil it down is their Chrome OS competitor. Um, so they're expecting 
OEMs create devices on of this new version of Windows 10, um, which essentially at the, the, the most fundamental level is essentially a restricted version of Windows 10 that only runs apps from the Windows Store. Is it cheaper? I don't understand this. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's not cheaper. Um, for the OEMs? Wait, for the OEMs. But it's not no. free to OEMs? No. I thought no. that was right. like so, half of the point, at least. Yeah, th- so this is what I don't so, understand. So in the broad sweep of the industry, OEMs can put out Chromebooks. The Chromebooks are all cheap. They obviously run Google services. Yeah. People are happy with them, but they're cheaper. And mm. Microsoft has done a lot of things with cheap versions of Windows over the years. A yeah. Windows 7... Starter was free. Yeah, so they, they make Windows free. So Windows is free on, like, phones and small tablets up to, I think, it's 10.1 inches. So anything yeah. above that. Anything at useful sizes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've yeah. got to pay Microsoft. Anything that anyone would actually use Windows for on the device is <laughs> yeah. 10.1 inches and above. Um, yeah, so it's not free. Okay. OEMs still have but, to pay for it. But what I recall from the past... Mm. That Microsoft has done this before. Yeah, they've done. This is like essentially. I mean, you could call this Windows 8.1 with Bing. They've done that before. Uh, you could call it Windows <laughs> RT. Is like there, it's you know they, they, they tried to do this name. sort of thing before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is but this is isn't the precisely the same thing as Windows it's, RT? This is just so far no. as I could tell. This is just straight up regular old Windows. Yeah. Where re- they optimized some login stuff and they've limited it to. Uh, they've locked it down to Windows Store apps, yeah. um, and they took away some settings that let you customize some other things. It's basically yeah. like Windows S, and the S stands for severely locked. limited. <laughs> Suck it, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you have to Kids. pay fifty bucks to like make it regular Windows, but there's nothing yeah. special or lightweight yeah. or different about no, it, no, other they, than it's they, locked they claim, down. Yeah, they claim that the login times will be better, um, and like the just to, just booting up and stuff like that um but i i don't really know if i'd buy that just i mean that would just be because i mean like it'd just be because there's no desktop apps running in the right background. every every now. it feels like every single desktop app that i try to install always has some boot thing. yeah it yeah. adds it to the like toolbar and it's, yeah. it's crazy so maybe they i'm guessing they have a lot of restrictions on what you can do yeah. with the windows store app that yeah doesn't exactly. do all that stuff yeah and i think it's like when they get when they get packaged in a special way it's like it's called Project Centennial is the, the way they do it. Um, the, but when they get packaged in that way, I think that allows them to then, you know, analyze how much it, it deteriorates the battery performance and all that sort of stuff. So then they can be like, well, you know, you need to go back and change this to that dev. So it's, it's basically, I think Windows 10 S exists to get more apps in the store, personally. I think that's the only reason it exists. So it's, 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 a, it's a cart to... Yeah, elicit a horse response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, car, 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 car. Oh my god, horse. Um, well, no. So I think the actual cart. Do carts incentivize the appearance of horses? <laughs> I got a cart. I got to get somewhere. You're just, you're just like waiting. You're like, I don't know about this car. Hope I get a horse. <laughs> <laughs> to go with this metaphor. Which I don't why, think is correct. Why do we have to go with this metaphor? <laughs> because we're here, man. Okay. Can I tell a totally tangential story? Yesterday I had to I had to admonish Vlad for using the, <laughs> the sentence, it has a lot of bass sauce in a headphones review. <clears throat> and he was like, no, 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 it's continuing the ongoing food metaphor. And I was like, where? No. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a very strange moment. Anyway, um, I think the real card is the laptop. I think that Windows 10 S mm-hmm. 
fine. It's locked down. It's restricted. It's presumably it's, for it's, schools. It's, yeah, it's so where they all want, the store stuff makes it easier to manage. Yeah. It's where they want Windows to be because then it's more secure, easier to manage. It's more like an iPad. They get 30% off of every app. Subscription. Yeah, but, um, but that's the iPad. That, like it's a. Yeah. They want they want Windows to be that way, of course, yeah. because they don't want all this cruft and all this this constant crap that they have to support for years to come. But and I think this is like the crazy part. Mm. There's not a whole huge gap between an iPad Pro and the new Surface laptop running Windows 10s. Yeah. Well, right. There's like one has a windowing system. But th- there is the aspect that. It, it, but the desk, but but you could package like Adobe could package a full version of Photoshop right. and put it in the store and it run on this machine. Google could package Chrome for this. It, you don't need but, to rewrite. But, like, that. but, but Tom, when you say that, that Adobe could do that, could they? Because it seems like the the thing that they're trying to do here is they they believe that the core you know base of Windows when you don't have any crap on it is really good, fast, and has an insanely long battery life. Um, yeah. And when Neil says you, this is basically an iPad Pro with a windowing system, like it's kind of right. Like, what if Adobe can't put a full version of Adobe? Dieter thinks on I'm there? right. I'm leaving. Even but they can't. Anyone can package a desktop app. Yeah, like they, they're gonna have. Oh, they can just package there. a desktop app and throw well, it in. Right. There. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's like, I say that it's an extreme statement meant to like draw the comparison. Obviously, it's yeah. It's, yeah. it's a cart it's window designed to I entice mean, a horse. So yeah. what your statement <laughs> so, right. was. Uh, a crazy horse, crazy comet horse is coming. <laughs> I, I for think us. the way to think of it is, <laughs> is at the moment, if you're on a Windows machine and even on a Mac machine, you'll go like you don't necessarily always use the Mac App Store. I never use the Mac never app use the Mac App Store. But you'd go, you'd go and get your DMG dumpster. on Mac. You would yeah. go and get your XE on Windows. Just install it. Blah, blah blah. That's it. It's done. But that's that's the traditional way. That, so casual. Yeah. Just get your DMG. <laughs> just yeah, get your EXE. It, it's it. done, baby. But that's that's the way it's always been on computers. But on mobile, it's always <laughs> been App Store. His head. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I definitely <laughs> think <laughs> there's something about an App Store and restricting what users can do. Yeah. That improves. It, it gives you a much more unified experience. I mean, like the install yeah, experience sure. on yeah. even on Mac OS is a little. You know, you have, there's either drag and drop, there's Mac App Store, and then there's mm. like several types of installers that remind yeah. you of of Aqua and 10.0 days. Yeah, <laughs> um, but then um, yeah, I love the, the I love those installers. I'm like, take me back. Oh no! I, Computers I, they, are great. They literally give me the heebie-jeebies. Like <laughs> I don't know what this is doing. Yeah, it's mm. ancient. I installed, but I can't wait to lick these buttons. I installed a version <laughs> oh of God. of the Unreal Engine on Windows, and, and I was installing it on it onto an M2 SSD, and there was something wrong with that SSD, and it conked out mm. when I was at like ninety five percent of my install. <laughs> but then I couldn't install I couldn't reinstall onto my regular drive because the Windows registry was like I know where Unreal is. It's already there. <laughs> it's on this D drive. Yeah. <laughs> like, but no, but the D drive. So I literally had to find and replace through the Windows registry for about an hour. Yeah. So it's that kind of stuff that they want to get rid of, which is, you know, there's always going to, you're always going to need that. Not every desktop app's ever going to be in the store. Yeah. There's but, also a huge but, security benefit, right? Because yeah. they can push updates yeah. out to the, I mean, yeah. This yeah, is so, a lot of my phones are good. Yeah, so a good example is, is Office. Is It has this really terrible update system within itself like that just pops up and says, yeah. do you want to check monthly and all that? But now it's going to be the store. It'll just be handled by the store. You won't, you'll know it's updated. It'll just do it. And they'll so, find a way. Wait, wait about it. Yeah. So, they'll find a way to make me quit Chrome to update Excel. <laughs> yeah. so no for, matter what happens. For $50, sure. 
you can turn Windows S into real Windows. Yeah, so yeah, so forty nine bucks up. So I think that upgrade does. I I'm not entirely sure, but I think it pops like if you try and run an exit, it'll pop up and say. You, if you want to go to pro, so it's also another Did way. You say of if you try and run an XE, yeah. yeah, I'm fairly sure. Yeah. Okay. EXE, an XE, that's what we call. Uh, yeah, no, I got it. A, 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 an executable <laughs> file. It's an yeah. executable XE. Yeah. So, so this got me wondering: what if you could pay Apple fifty dollars, and then your iPad could run unsigned apps? Mm-hmm. Would you like that? Would that sound I would like love a that. good deal? What if? What if you could do that on both of these systems without paying $50? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, so, so there's that's Windows 10S. I, yeah. That part of it is interesting in the lockdown in the store. Yeah. But it's Windows 10. It's but, Windows but 10 Tom, do you, locked like, to a store. Do you think that this is actually going to convince the education market to switch from Chrome OS to Windows? Like, no, are they making they, it easier to manage? Is it like, <clears throat> like what is... Why would anybody look at this Windows 10s and say, "Oh yes, I'm so I'm so glad I, now I can finally switch everybody off of Chromebooks onto Windows"? Yeah, I think the only people that would think that are the ones that are already in the Microsoft ecosystem anyway, um, and they're in uh-huh. that like because they they use Intune stuff like that for management. Um, but I think ultimately schools, whether in the US or worldwide, they're budget restricted and they don't care about what system they're going to use. They just care that it works. There's a good browser, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. And that's probably why Chrome OS has done pretty well in the US at least. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to come down to the price of devices. Rather than rather than ease of management and stuff so, like that. Cause so I, I, let's talk about the price because the, the device that they introduced yesterday, yeah, was far more interesting than Windows locked to an app store. Yeah, for Surface sure. laptop, thousand mm-hmm. bucks to start. Yeah, it looks like a MacBook Air. Yes, yeah, well, it just does. Except it does, it, it has, doesn't look a MacBook Air. It does. It's Everything looks fab- like a MacBook. It looks, on the, yes, it looks like, like a MacBook Air. It looks like a, like a carpeted MacBook Air. But the MacBook yeah, twelve-inch MacBook looks like a MacBook Air. They all everything. No, the MacBook Air has got that like curvy bottom. No, that was the first one. The new ones are have wedges. It looks like a horse. Still a little curvy. It's enticing a cart. Yeah, it looks anyway. Saying come hither, cart. The only reason I say this is. Apple and I th- again. This was just a like a throwaway tweet, yeah, joke. It, it wasn't like a th- well thought out thing, and it now is like over a thousand retweets and like angry Mac versus PC flame work in my mentions. <laughs> it's a love. MacBook Air with a Retina display for a thousand dollars. Like that's yeah. They 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 Apple created, doesn't yeah. make that. There's nothing in in their lineup that is that thing. Yeah. There's the 12 inch MacBook. There's, they still sell the old MacBook Air without yeah. a Retina display, which is crazy to me for a thousand dollars. And the next step up, fifteen hundred dollars for the MacBook Pro with yeah no touch because, bar. Because Microsoft had before, I, think, I can't remember exactly what the Surface Book goes for, but I think it's either twelve nine nine or fourteen nine nine. So it's 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 a you know expensive machine. But it's covered the. Palm rest is covered in fabric. Oh, well, this, yeah, this, yeah. So, they, so they they had the book at forty nine nine, and then they had the Surface Pro at seven nine nine. Now mm-hmm. they've got the nine 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 in the middle. So it yeah. is like the the MacBook Air, you know. With the yeah, it's the right. I wouldn't say it's the right price. It could be a little bit cheaper, obviously, but but um, that's what they have Dell for. Yeah, like, yeah. like if you're the Surface Group, you're like, ah, oh, should we make this cheaper? And they're like, Dell, Dell will do it. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah, there's plenty. I mean, like Thanos some... calls Michael Dell on the phone. He's like, 
Michael. Yeah. Just do this. Do, we'll, do exactly this we'll, would make it cheaper. We'll, we'll do an expensive machine. <laughs> Michael does four like, gig of RAM. And Michael does like, this is why I took over my company. Seriously, again. four gigs of RAM? Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. not great. Well, the the $1,000 $1, $1, $1, configuration is not great. No, four gig of RAM. No USB-C. No USB-C. Everyone no. thinks the thing on the side is an SD card slot, but it's <laughs> just a weird magnetic surface power connector. Yeah, so a number of But actually, so I think they got the mini display port. They should have scrapped that port USB C. Yeah, but I like. I, I kind of like that they've still got the surface connector. Why? Because, because USB C. Yeah, you can. If you can charge from that, that's fine. But I like the surface connector because you just, you just like if you use the dock with it or any of the old accessories, you just stick it in and it connects up your monitor and everything. USB C can do that, I, but yeah. I wonder I mean, if it's that. I like, like I mean, USB C is still the wild west right like it's like yeah i'll buy a USB-C adapter and it'll just be shit and like things won't work or i'm worried it's going to fry my computer or whatever things yeah. are better but it's not great and i think that apple going to it like if you're buying an apple laptop you sort of have a assumption deep in your heart that you're going to get screwed over on the price of accessories and so you'll just buy the apple ones they cost a little bit more but you know they, they'll they'll work yeah I wonder if Microsoft looked at the USB-C ecosystem and looked at its customer base and said, you know what they're going to do? They're going to go out and buy the cheapest uh, USB-C adapters they can find. And mm. these things are just going to get wrecked by badly wired USB-C yeah. accessories. And so we can't put USB-C on it because nobody is going to buy the good stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's also USB C at the moment is like it's a fantasy of the tech press. Like we all love it, we think it's great, but consumers aren't a, 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 you know they're, they're not flocking to it because the dev these devices aren't always shipping with it, and it's just it's not it's not perfect. Yet. What are you talking about? There's a ton of devices with USB C. Every single Android phone is now all is now charged by USB C. Most but, like decent but we all know PCs that doesn't matter until the iPhone does USB C. Well, like it, is, it just doesn't matter in the broader consumer. It sounds stupid, but it just—I don't think consumers care about USB-C at the moment. Like, we're maybe in four or five years, it might be different, but we're we're at a point where people are still damn plugging their iPhones into Windows laptops and using iTunes, even though iCloud is a way better solution for yeah. for that. But it's just—it takes—it's a long tail for that to 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 matter. And I don't think—I think they should have done USB-C, but I think. It's at the They'll point put out it, another one next year. It'll have USB C. Yeah, it's it's like it does doesn't necessarily I, need. I, it right I now, think it'll take two years for them to put it out another one of these. We're still waiting on a Surface Pro Five. Okay, let's talk about the laptop let's itself, about it, yeah. not its ports or lack thereof, which is apparently all we talk about now in technology. <laughs> what ports does it have? What ports do we wish it had? What ports have we made up in our minds that all things should have? Uh, but talk, you played with it. You were at the event. Yeah, yeah. I did. Panos Pen A came out. They played a very strange video. Yeah, he was, was, as was always, Greece? he was pumped. Yeah, and then he was like, "Did he say he was pumped?" He did. He tweeted that he was pumped. Before. He tweeted he was pumped. Yeah, uh, but then at the very end, he's like, "I'm going home to my children, who I love more than you goodbye," <laughs> yeah. which is always really fair. Fun. It's like very charming. It's like, a, and he did the whole running into the audience. Yeah, giving it, yeah, that that trick. Um, yeah, no, I tried it. Um, I think it's really nice. Like, it's it's the nicest surface so far um like i use the book and it's a bit too hop uh, top heavy and it just doesn't feel quite right as a laptop it's nice enough like it's well built and stuff but it's just not you know it's not a laptop because it has the detaching screen stuff um and the surface pro like well you can't really use it on your lap properly it's all a bit weirdly balanced so this 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 surface laptop is like the laptop that we were all kind of hoping that they'd do at some point um i think 
so they've got the Alcantara fabric on on the front of it, um, and they did that on the Surface Pro Four, like one of the they call it the signature edition cover, um, and it feels it feels good. But I think the concern around that is if you spill stuff on it, or you, if you're using this thing like for work every day, I'm gonna imagine you're gonna get some some nastiness on it. So. Is it? They said it's warm and inviting. Yeah, it does actually feel weirdly warm. Like, like you said that, and it's like total marketing speech. But I then you see it, and you're like, "There's a, there's a real warm. It, the summer's coming on. I don't have great yeah. AC in my apartment. Yeah, and my laptop's already too hot. Like, <laughs> like I, I really want. I almost want like a summer laptop. Yeah, that is like super yeah, low you want powered. Cool. It doesn't get hot. Yeah. I would be worried when I'd put my my hands down on the deck and it feels warm that that would just be jarring. Like, you know how you when you go to the bathroom and you sit down on the toilet seat and it's warm. Mm. Nah, that's like, not great. Someone was no. just sitting here. Yeah, and it doesn't feel good. <laughs> that's like that's what I'm worried about with this the surfaces laptop. Well, I, I mean, like a little like cool sweating feeling. into the cloth. You get those like sweat, yeah. you know sweat what it, stains on yeah, it. Yeah, you know what it feels like. It feels like it feels like obviously fabric, but it feels mm. like they've kind of waxed it over the top. Like, yeah, is that, that a wear away? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, know. look, this is the same stuff they make like Rolls Royce interiors out of. Yeah. I bet it's 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 perfect for a slow cruise. It's gonna be great for tooling around town. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's supposed to be that luxury thing. I think it's just they. Like, bunged it on there because they liked using it in the signature but it's, but it's, it's different it's like you know it's something slightly different I think that's the only reason they put it on there I mean I think their their whole thing is there is a spot in the market mm. for the thing college students buy before yeah. their first Back year of school. college yeah. uh, and that thing for the longest time was the MacBook Air yep. Yep. and if you have a thousand dollars Apple thinks you should buy an iPad yeah, that's true. That's that's and the way they position it. Yeah, I think if you have a thousand dollars and you're going back to school and you look at the MacBook Air, which is ancient, yeah, and then you look at the next MacBook up, which doesn't have the Touch Bar, so you're like, everyone will know I don't have the good one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's got the two weird ports. Yeah. Or, and then Apple's like, but have you thought about this iPad? You charge the pencil by sticking it, <laughs> right? Like, there's just a whole. It, it's yes, I get it. Like, some people are just going to buy Mac because they love Macs. Yeah, Th- that's App- great. App- Apple did a bet on the iPad for for, for filling that MacBook Air role. Yeah, and and if you love Mac OS, so you do that. But it, I know a bunch of college kids. Like, they're going to be like, I want the cool one. And at, mm. Microsoft is like, Well, here's something that's really cool for a thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's right? that's literally who, it, exactly who they're talking about as well. Because that's and, what they said. It's like, yeah, and I think that like all that fabric keyboard stuff, like yeah. all of that is for a thousand dollars, you get something that is very different yeah. than what everyone else will have. It's all these colors, and you can be like, straight up, you're like, dude, check out this keyboard deck. It's yeah. neat. I think it's, the, it's their way of like making it different because the surface stuff is always quite different to what's out there, and that's their that, that was their way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it feels great. Um, it's not as lightweight as some competitors like the Spectre. Yeah. Uh, X360. It's not as lightweight as that. I think um, it's not as sleek in some respects. But yeah, but if, if the battery you, actually lasts fourteen and a half hours, I will take that extra weight because it, it's not like yeah. it's a thick laptop. It's really svelte. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I think I've got to the point where that's like the, anything under £3, like considerably under £3, is like a, an acceptable weight now, I think. Like we've got to that point now. It doesn't need to be super thin and light because then yeah. it becomes a little bit too flimsy. And all we've been talking about with phones is like, please make it a little bit heavier so I get mm. more battery. And like, yeah. all right, yeah. I go. Yeah. Um, were we talking about this? Like what's happening in the premium laptop world is just super interesting yeah, like HP's. Yeah. I mean, it was it was with you, Tom. It was yeah. um, we were just chatting about it yesterday. Um, there's the Spectre. There's the XPS that Dell is doing. Yeah. Now there's the Surface laptop. There's a bunch of really good laptops out there, mm. and then there's like insane gaming laptops. Yeah. Which are my favorite. Yes. <laughs> it, it's, it's been it's been a while because everyone's been trying to catch up to the MacBook Air. Yeah. And I think probably the XPS 13 was like the first one that was like, okay, this is as good maybe better in some respects than the MacBook Air. And it was like from that point on, everything else that came after it was like, you know. Well, it's an object lesson in not sitting on your lead. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, how yeah, right. many so, times have we, like, has some company basically issued a, a direct copy of the MacBook Air. Yeah. And like it got we so... We just laughed at it. Yeah. We laughed at it, and then it yeah. got so common that we stopped even pointing out that yeah. it was copies yeah. of the Mac. It was just like too tiring. Yeah. Um, but Apple... But we they wait. stayed still, yeah. and now it, they're done with the direct copies, and they're starting to like level up and beyond. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they, they were probably waiting for. So I'll for say a couple things. I actually don't think it's fair to say Apple stood still. I think it's fair to say that Apple made some bad bets, right? Like the MacBook is underpowered. The MacBook Pro, nobody's happy with. Like in my wait, head, wait, wait. Their sales my, well, came no. out. They're, they sold a bunch of MacBook Pros. Okay, that's fine. Right. But like that's like. They sold a bunch of MacBook yeah, Pros. Um, people are like, well, I guess I got to get this, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm more curious see what it's going to look like a year much from now. As they usually are, right? Is that right? It just they, they were at four percent or something. Well, it's the whole Mac line. Yeah. yeah but exactly. here's my question: yeah, Why true. now? Why did Microsoft finally make the laptop we wanted to make for the past five years? Now, like in my head, Panos Panay was sitting at Microsoft every year. They des they develop one of these things and then decide not to release it because what the hell? And they were just mm. waiting for the moment. And the moment was like. Oh, people seem kind of frustrated with Apple laptops right now. Now's well, our moment. Yeah, like, there's definitely What other thing right. changed to get them to release a laptop this, finally now? This seems like a full realization that tablets aren't that useful. Yeah. <laughs> like the the surf, yeah. the surface the surface the original surface was like a proof of concept for for Windows 8. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And Windows 8 was a horrible that's where they went all in on that yeah. whole tablet thing. And so yeah. Windows 10 was them walking back from, from tabletness, and now they actually sell a thing that's not a tablet. I'm just, I'm just remembering our review of Windows 8 and the first Surface devices and the RT. In fact, oh, yeah. we gave it a bad review. <laughs> and, and the and feedback. Like, <laughs> and like, like, our lives were hell, and now it's like Microsoft's like, uh, it's a laptop. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, but on the positive front, I think that speaks to Microsoft. I, th I think they aggressively iterating against what the customers are saying to them. Yeah, they, they've seen an opportunity, right? Like yeah. you, you could look at the IDC numbers. Even today, they put out a thing about tablets, and I think IDC mentioned in it that um, I was going to pull it up. I can't find it now, but they mentioned something about detachables, um, or, or like detachable tablets are like the ones that are selling they're the ones that they see so like like your iPad Pros or your Surface mm -hmm. and stuff like that they're the ones that they see being the only successes in the tablet category not just pure tablets um, 
So I think they've seen that opportunity. They know that as well. Like Microsoft has all these forecasting metrics and yeah. well, they have people employed to all that, all that stuff. So they must have seen your gap in the market, the opportunity that knowing that the MacBooks aren't, that haven't well, what you know, wowed people. Um, and now's the right time to introduce something that's going to sort of be the MacBook Air replacement, I guess. They, they also, on this battery life front, I mean, they're very mm. aggressive with Edge. Like, yeah, it, it's, it, I, I do think it's kind of a dick play that they, apparently you can't change your default browser. So even if Google... In S. In, in S. S. Yeah. So even if Google... And you can't change Bing, which they're going to change that. It's funny that they're the gonna first that, search right? result, no matter no, what No, they're not going to fix for. the Bing thing. The Bing thing is done. It's, al- it's already like that with Cortana on Windows 10. No, like but I'm really saying... It's difficult to get Cortana to yeah, they, they, so, so you, but you But the first search expanded. result, no matter what you search for in Bing, is how to pay $50 to unlock Windows 10 Pro. It's amazing. It's, I don't know how they've done it. <laughs> there, can, there can be like Microsoft. Microsoft's whole plant, the, the cart behind this cart is not $50 upsells. That's not. It's the whole thing. Sacha's like, I got an idea. I'm going to wow him. Like he, st- he starts a meeting and he puts just a $50 bill <laughs> in the middle of the table. Like, think about it. I'll come back to that later on. And then he turns it into 5000 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think. Yeah, so you think that's a bad move? Not 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 the default browser, right? Yeah, I, this is my long-standing thing that I've brought up on this podcast multiple times. Yeah. in the for years is that being putting Bing as a default just in itself is is a signal to your customers that you don't actually care about them. It's like a it's a deal yeah. that cheap phone companies yeah. make to improve yeah. their bottom line. They need they just need some more cash to be able to sell this phone for cheap. So they come to Microsoft. Microsoft gives them some money to put Bing on it. Um, and obviously Microsoft is going to put Bing on as as a default, but not being able to change it. Yeah, that's just... so. So I think that the default browser stuff is understandable in the context that iOS um, yeah. and Chromebooks they do sure. it that way. So they've kind of set that that standard but i think even with that in mind it's still an expectation when you pick up a windows machine that you can change that browser that you can't like that's the expectation there there is something I, I feel like, you know we joke a lot about like people who are fanatical microsoft fans yeah and i think part of that is that they want to distance themselves by identity from a, a sheeple who mm. will just do exactly what Apple tells them and yeah. use exactly yeah, sure, the it. stuff that but Apple gives them. But the flip side of that is that there is nothing worse than using someone's Windows, like a normal person's Windows PC <laughs> after like three years of them using it. Oh, yeah. When You're like, a, an average yeah. consumer. this yeah. is <laughs> the worst computing experience that anyone can have. Oh. Yeah. And Microsoft, like the reason the iPhone was successful, the reason Android is successful the reason that these other platforms have been super successful mm. is because they're locked down and you cannot, it's cause, it's cause you they have cannot make well. that yeah. mistake. Mm-hmm. So Microsoft, right, Windows Phone didn't compete in that world. Mm. There is this big opportunity for this other computing device that isn't your phone. Yeah. And they're they're coming at it by saying, What if we just lock down Windows? Which makes which makes sense, but the default browser has nothing to do with that. Why not? Well, it, it, nobody's computer the default browser slower. on a Chrome it, it, OS it, it, device it doesn't, Chrome. it does in a way because as they've, they're saying 14.5 hours battery life on this Surface uh, laptop. Oh, I'm sorry, not default browser. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Default, the default search. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think not being able to change the default search is terrible. Like that's just that's 
yeah you can't even you might even say it's to... user hostile and stupid yeah <laughs> yeah it, does it have a headphone jack Huh? Does that have a headphone? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so while, while we're talking about cool, cool laptops and this this resurgence, Acer had an event. Um, oh yeah, which I think I guess that was. I think we didn't talk about it because last week was the net neutrality special. Oh yeah, um, well, everyone's favorite show. Everybody's favorite <laughs> One of the show. lowest performing episodes of the podcast we've ever had. <laughs> Personally important to me. I, I listened a, to it. I had a great time. I, I, listened, I, to I listened to it when I was falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but I was searching for the sweet embrace of death, so I listened to the net neutrality special. <laughs> so, so Acer put out this Predator laptop. Uh, I think it was at CES, and now oh, it's, the a, giant. it's about to ship. The sh- yeah. It's like 21-inch wide screen. It's got like <laughs> so 10 8. It's, it needs two power adapters. It's got a full, literally full mechanical It costs like $8,000 yeah. or something insane. But they they came out with uh, – like this is what where I think – like I know – I, I think you're right that this $1,000 MacBook Air is is a super important, probably the most important laptop category. But mm. I'm still mad about the MacBook Pro situation. And the, the MacBook Pro, like something that's the size of a 15-inch or 13-inch MacBook Pro, a lot of PC manufacturers are putting like real GPUs in them and putting like really crazy specs. Mm. And so this, this new Predator Triton 700 is like 0.74 inches thick. So just a little bit thicker than a MacBook Pro. It's got 10 series graphics. It's got like multiple PCIe SSDs, 15.6 inch screen. Also, it has a, it has a keyboard in the front. Oh, and of, the trackpad above it. In the, and then, yeah, above yeah. it is a glass, like a Gorilla Glass yeah. trackpad. It's across, above the above, deck. Wait, this is Acer, right? Acer love doing that. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. they did that one that like... You'd flip it and it looked like you could serve. You know, it was like a serving your dinner on it, and that had a trackpad at the top. That was a bestseller. Everywhere I go, I see people really? serving no, dinner on that weird H yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see it in bars. Yeah. <laughs> I had my beer delivered last night. Anyways, where 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 I'm at is I'm I'm trying to decide if I want to put turn my desktop PC into a Hackintosh like on a right, second yeah. drive. Or if I just want to put Windows on because, my Mac. Because NVIDIA got the drivers out now as well. Yeah, so NVIDIA's can. got the yeah. drivers. Like, it's like I'm, I'm in this weird stage where Windows 10 is like increasingly good for like a lot of things, including for develop, yeah. developers. It's, and it's always been like the thing uh, for games. Yeah. I feel like I feel like there's and a the few things. And the hardware is interesting. Yeah, there's a few things they still need to do to like get it. utility sort of things that from on the Mac OS side and stuff. Like they should just have a spotlight sort of search. Or Alfred style search, yeah. stuff like that. They need to do, but I feel like it's they're both apparent. Like you, you can basically do what you need to do. You just be like, "Hey Cortana, hey, open Cortana. that app I want." And no, but yeah. you can type it Cortana. It's actually it's not bad. Yeah, but it's not it's not customizable. I get, I get a like few Alfred more f- false positive. Like, like if I'm looking for Steam because I can't find it on my desktop because it's yeah. cluttered, and I type in Steam, sometimes it will come up with like an like a website that's yeah. Steam. Sometimes, sometimes it hasn't like, feels like hasn't fully indexed or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, a little, it's a little wonky. All right, let me read yeah. this advertising, and then we're going to talk about some other stuff. This episode of The Vergecast brought to you by Squarespace. I bet you're surprised. Whatever your next big idea might be, count on Squarespace to help you create an eye-catching online platform that brings it to life. Whether you need a portfolio to showcase your work, a store to sell your products and services, or a blog to share your ideas, Squarespace gives you everything you need to look like an expert right from the start. You even get a unique domain, which strengthens your brand, hashtag brand strength. 
It's a hashtag the it's, kids it use. Sounds, it sounds good. Uh, but that domain also makes it easier for visitors to find you. You also get award-winning templates, so you can create a beautiful website in a simple and intuitive way. You can add and arrange your contacts. You can add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. And if you do have a question, there's award-winning 24-7 customer support that can help you with any problem, no matter how technical or trivial. Think of it as your very own IT department. Hashtag brand strength. I'm just going to keep pushing it. Anyway, look, go to squarespace.com, enter offer code VERGE, you get 10% off your first purchase. That's offer code VERGE, V-E-R-G-E, at squarespace.com. Squarespace. Hashtag brand strength. You read that beautifully. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting I better at I think you'd be at good at reading like bedtime stories about Squarespace. That's, that's my new book. Bedtime with Squarespace. Bedtime stories. <laughs> offer code VERGE. <laughs> Oh, man. This is like the Tom Warren special episode of the show, because I think you know the most about this, too. Oh, the Google fishing We got to talk about yeah. Google. Mm. It, it oh, yeah. felt like a huge deal to me. So there's a big Google yeah. scam, phishing scam going around this. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah, so essentially, I don't know exactly how, no one probably knows exactly how it started, but essentially you would get an email, and it would have a little blue button, and it, the, the subject would be like, your friend, so Neelai Patel, has invited you to edit a document, and it's got a little blue button, just like any Google Docs button and you click it um now usually a phishing scam like that you'd click it it would take you off to some crazy you know russian site or something um it would be like g zero zero gle and you're like yeah oh, it would I look, look, it would URL, look i can tell that it's not actually google yeah and so, some of them are good but um th- th- some of them aren't um but but either way they wouldn't have your like user your user id and your you know your picture or anything like that but obviously this was a google um, through Google's own OAuth uh, s- system, so it had like so if you were logged in with like four or five accounts, it'd have them all listed. So it looked perfectly normal. You're like, oh, okay, I need to sign in again. So you just, you click on your, wherever your account, um, and then it pops up with a permissions thing, which is is a standard dialog box that would come up if you downloaded a third party app for you know a mail app for Windows or Mac, and you wanted to connect it to your Google account, you would get this permissions box. So that came up saying. Um, allow allow contacts, allow email, and so if you clicked allow to that, and and I think the important part of it is on that dialog box, it came up and it said Google Docs was the you know was requesting permission, and it had the Google Docs logo. So if you granted those permissions, then this this uh, third party app essentially is what it was would have access to your email and your contacts. So then it took the contact lists out of your. Gmail account and then spread that to all of your contacts and made it look like it came from you because it's taken yeah. from your email. It seems like a really simple. Yeah, like, there's nothing complicated about this. Yeah, and it, I think it's well, a foreign... it, but it, it was incredibly well executed, right? Like the yeah, Russell wrote, wrote a good story. The 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 vulner the stacker vulnerabilities here. One, they made an email that looks pretty much like uh, an email that you get from Google Docs. Okay, that's easy. Um, mm. But then they, it was really clever of them to use uh, to make a Google app uh, that, or that was to make an app that OAuth through Google. So when you click the link, it yeah. brought you to a real, genuine, honest to God Google login. It was just a yeah. login to approve this nefarious app, not a login to get into Google Docs. And so unless you were paying really close attention, you could like you, you'd click it, and then it would say Google Docs, and like Tom said, they like matched the icon. So it. It's not so much that like this is a, you know, ultra uber elite crazy code hack. This isn't like Stuxnet amazing stuff, but yeah. it's a really clever and innovative way 
to try and do a scheme like this. It's it's sort of taking advantage of a bunch of the stuff that we built to make our internet life a little bit easier in a clever way that we hadn't really seen before, at least not yeah, at the scale. It was essentially taking the system that allows you to log into Facebook or Twitter or any other third-party web service with your Google account and authenticate. And, you know, when you go on a, a website and you try and buy something, they're like, do you want to log in with Facebook or Google or something like that? As soon as you click that button, that's using OAuth. And it's yeah. like allowing that access, a part of your access to your Facebook account so or your Google it, account. So it was annoying. Google shut it down relatively quickly. Mm. Almost everyone I know like got this because of just the way it yeah, works. I think, I think the thing that's different to the regular sort of phishing attacks is obviously it's using Google's own system, but it's also using a style of attack that we would have seen in like the Windows days, like the, the computer worm days. So it literally spread like a worm. So it was like if you downloaded an old virus on your computer and, mm -hmm. and it was sitting on a network, like we've seen it where it would close down news stations. Yeah. Um, and it was that kind of thing, but just in the cloud. So it, it, it got into someone's email address, it stole their contacts, spread it to their contacts, which then stole their contacts, but it, so it spread around. So that's how it got around to, I mean, Google says 0.1% of the users, but they've got a billion or more. So that's, yeah, that's a million people, which is a million people is a lot to like spread a, a virus around, essentially, using Google's own tools. Yeah. And it scared the hell out of people. I'm just going to tell this story. I won't name names. <laughs> Oh, here we go. It's not there's me. There's an email from Vox Media IT went out, so there's a phishing scan with all the information. Yeah. And then someone, it was like panic inducing because it was happening. And someone else at Vox Media replied all to the whole company. It just said, I clicked the doc. <laughs> 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 it was just like, it was it the was funniest cool, thing that happened all day yesterday. But, but the other thing that happened as well is that, like, literally, I think 10 minutes after this broke, someone shared a Google Doc with the entire Vox Media staff as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, badly timed share. <laughs> So everyone was like, uh, I got it. I got the email. But so here's, like, no. uh, here's the real I mean, yes. I clicked the dot. Like, that was all very funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the danger is that I often tell people, like, don't – you're just going to reuse your passwords. You're all idiots. You yeah. won't listen. Use these open logins. Like, do the login with Google. Do the yeah, login I mean, with it's, Facebook. It's the most secure way. It's yeah. way safer than yeah. all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the Google and Facebook employed – Better security engineers, or at least more. Yeah. So the chances of them getting hacked are lower than when sure. you like log into Macy's.com or whatever. So yeah. like, just do it. Mm. But this is a direct attack. Yeah. On I think that it, advice. It, it highlights like that is the perceived more secure way of doing things, um, which it is. It isn't because then you've got a single target, right? So it, it's it's does it's catastrophic if you're if someone gets into your Gmail account. Right. But the, the thinking is that you have the single target, but it's the best secured yeah, target. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to multiple targets where you've done like password reuse. Yeah, yeah. If you've password reuse, then sure. Yeah, that's 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 a bad. Then you're dead. You should just stop right now. But pull over. You're in your car. Pull over to the side of the road. Change all your passwords yeah. right now. But fundamentally, <laughs> the best security practice you can have is there's two parts to logging in. To quit in. the internet for one <laughs> yeah, year. Just, just go away. That's right. Did you get hacked during that one year? You wouldn't. You wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> that was the real freak part. Someone could have been just taken over your digital life. It wouldn't even matter. I was Paul Miller for one year on the internet. <laughs> I think somebody was logging into my Verge email and like replying to people. It was me. Uh, no, it wasn't me. He hacked you. It was me. But yeah, this, so fundamentally, the most secure way is. Obviously, you know, complex passwords, everyone knows that. But the actual user ID is the other part that, you know, that, that 
an attacker needs to know. So if you're using the same email address all the time, then that's like 50% of the security for logging into any system. Yeah. So It's stuff like that that just makes me... I was almost sick cool. with the internet. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. You There's know, no easy like, way to fix it. It's like, you Is like this s- my moment to talk about my, my Gmail hack for uh, for email addresses? I think it works on Outlook. With, with, the, Maybe. with, with, with the, the plus sign? The plus yeah, sign? That's what I do. Plus, yeah. Yeah. yeah after, but, after your regular email, just put plus and then something random, and then it's that's the email address that, but it works the same as a regular email. Or you can just get a, a domain. And yeah, but if you're an attacker, you, you get a database. All you have to do is yeah. scan for plus it. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's no, there. there's no easy way. Like, yeah, if you want a database, I saw this but. thing. You know, you know, um, Unicode has. There's a hack for you can make something that looks like Apple.com out of Unicode, Unicode characters that are not the actual A P P L E. Right. Because the Maybe same, that's... they do it for. Um, and they are actually like they're alphanumeric, but then like they're used to represent like for like Chinese characters or something like that. So you can have Chinese characters in the address bar, even though that's not an actual like supported in the underlying domain registration. So somebody came up with this thing that they use these Unicode characters and they'd get you get an SSL certificate. So you could look at your address bar. It would say. Oh, APPLE.com mm-hmm. and it would have a green lock and it would not be apple.com. And mm. I was like, well, what is true? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, <laughs> what is reality? What is reality? It's, it's like, kind of like when people create those fake Twitter accounts. So, like, they do Donald Trump, but the L would be an I, a capitalized yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and stuff like that. Like, and, it's, and they yeah. get retreated so all the time. So, you've seen my Twitter account. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do reckless with an eye. It's just like it's, it's 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 something that makes you just not want to put too much of yourself into the internet. Yeah. It's just like it, it, at some point it is exposed. I will, yeah. It's, it's funny cuz the not to bring up net neutrality everyone's favorite subject, mm-hmm. but I was talking to our CEO and I was like, you know, there there's an argument against net neutrality, which is that the internet is mostly garbage and we should just lock it down. <laughs> 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 that's, a, that's actually like probably the best argument against net neutrality that I've heard. It's like it's mostly garbage and dangerous. So yeah. stop it. I know. If you just, if like if if I suppose if you were targeted by one of these attacks like properly, it's just it's a scary thing, I'd guess. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to read one more, and then we got a little bit of a lightning round. Mr. Miller has his segment, but first, let's talk about shaving your face. What is the secret of well-groomed guy? Surprise! It's the art of shaving. That's the whole secret. It's founded in New York in 1996. The Art of Shaving has been helping guys look their best for over 20 years. The Art of Shaving has your total routine covered, whether it's shaving, beard maintenance, hair, skin, body, or fragrance. The Art of Shaving's award-winning products are formulated with the highest quality of botanical ingredients, featuring pure essential oils. The four elements of the perfect shave created to deliver smooth results every day. You start by prepping your skin with their signature pre-shave oil. Then you create a thick, foamy lather with shaving cream applied with a shave brush. Then you replenish moisture with the aftershave balm, and you finish it off with one of five fragrances. Sandalwood and Cypress, Oud Suede, which is my favorite because it sounds cool, Vetiver Citrone, Green Lavender, Coriander, and Cardamom, and each clone has been carefully assembled for a distinctive scent. The Art of Shaving offers convenient replenishment service that allows you to save on all these products while never having to worry about getting more. You get 15% off your first order and free shipping by using promo code VERGE. You go online to theartofshaving.com. 
Use promo code VERGE. You get 15% off your first order and free shipping. So go to theartofshaving.com for the special offer. Or if you want to talk to a grooming expert, go to one of the stores. I don't think you can just yell offer code VERGE at one of the experts. No, try it. You never know. It's an experience. And then let us know how it goes. Anyway, artofshaving.com, offer code VERGE. Check it out. Let's start with reviews. Let's start with decks. Sure. We're, we're on this whole future of computing kick. Uh, Dan C. <laughs> yeah, you reviewed. used it, right? Yeah, I played with it a little bit. It's, uh, it's really yeah. impressive. So, Dieter, you want to tell people what Dex is, what it does, how it works? So, Dex is a thing with the Galaxy X8. You buy a X8, S8. You buy <laughs> a box, a hockey puck-looking thing with a fan in it. It looks like you you're putting your, your phone in a it. cup. Like, whatever yeah. Samsung wants that to look like, it looks like they shipped an ashtray and you put your phone in it. Like if in there's a world in which like you know like a writer is like but like a really nice and, like, ashtray accidentally like just ashes on the phone. <laughs> but there's a good reason for that though, right? Uh, for yeah, it to it has, be like that. It has a little fan. Yeah, but it also no. But I mean the angle because then it it's at an angle where it can scan your face, yeah, right? So that's you can true. Log in, so. Yeah, so, so which yeah. I do all the I have the I actually have the wireless charger uh, for my S8, and when I it's sitting on there, I like hit the button, I swipe up to do the iris scan. And then I just like kind of just stare down at it really quick. <laughs> it's actually super convenient. Also, did you know that on the iris scanner, it actually shows you a picture of your eyeballs and you can customize what that looks like. So I have like a pair of like ski goggles or you can put like owl eyes. So every time you unlock your phone, you see a picture of yourself with <laughs> owl eyes. That's pretty Amazing. cool. That's kind anyway, of tax. Sorry. <laughs> it makes a desktop environment. You plug a monitor, you attach a keyboard and a mouse or you do Bluetooth keyboard and mouse and you get all your Android apps. Um, in a windowed desktop. Samsung did the thing that uh, Google itself has been unable to do, which is make, uh, you know, uh, app windows, like, you know, resizable, whatever size you want, and make it a windowed environment. Um, it uses Samsung's browser, uh, which is Chromium, but it, I think it's basically a mobile class, but they request the desktop site. So it's not like a full desktop browser, but it's sort of in between a desktop and a mobile browser. I'm not super clear on that. The funny it's, thing it, is, so it's Dan pretty desktopy. Dan, Dan seems it's to like the browser, though, right? It might be yeah, it's cool. fine. Yeah. It, it, it choked a little bit on uh, Chorus or CMS. Uh, yeah. It choked a little yeah. bit on some other things. But there's there's no flash fun. and stuff else. Yeah, it? there's yeah. obviously no flash. Right. So I edited Dan's review of this thing, and um, we actually went round and round a couple of times because mm -hmm. I kept on basically just refusing to believe him when he said it was good. <laughs> he was like, no, it's really good. I was like, no, there's no way. Once I got over the fact that it looks like his phone was in a cup, and it just really does. <laughs> but, it, but it's essentially Samsung doing what Microsoft promised to do. Yeah, and they pulled it off. So yeah. that's the, the impressive thing. So I, yeah, yeah. I came across Dan when he was working on his review. He was mm -hmm. writing it. He was writing it on his phone, right. the keyboard. So he had the phone in the, in the cup. Yeah. And he had a big monitor, curved Samsung monitor. Um, the phone was sitting there. And he had Microsoft Word open. Mm -hmm. He had Google Docs open, full desktop Google Docs in the browser. Right. Uh, the Slack Android app. I don't know. I don't know if they cut a deal. I don't. I, I honestly don't know how this works. Was displaying the desktop version of Slack. Oh, right. And it right? definitely so, runs better than. Yeah. Wait, are you sure it was the desktop version of Slack? Well, I think it's. I think it's the tablet version of Slack. Made, it's like unclear because uh, like it wasn't quite because it was in a window and like. If you take the tablet version and put it in a window, it kind of looks exactly no, like the desktop he, version. I, I asked him because my biggest problem with Slack is how slow it searches, mm -hmm. and I asked him to search, and it, it was like the app experience of searching. Yeah, but no, it was it also was a lot the, faster because it was a real. But it was app. a re so, Okay, I'll be more clear. It's it well, was of course a Dan UI didn't put a looks, screenshot of Slack on our review because that would be. 
Oh no, this is this is definitely the tablet version. Oh, it's the tablet. Okay, at but it, right it was now. Windows, so it yeah. looked very much like, like a, the desktop right. Slack experience. A bunch of other apps were windowing fine. Um, it had a bar. He was like switching between apps. I mean, it was like fine, and mm. you could definitely take it one step where it would slow down. Yeah, because of what it is. Because yeah. um, it's just the phone doing mm. it all. But it was just working fine. And he's like, this has yeah. been my primary machine for a week. And I've obviously run into some roadblocks are on the review. Mm. But I was like, we, I sat there like trying to break it for 10 minutes. And like the things I was having to do to break it were not, they weren't normal. Right. I was yeah. like, what if I so unplug here's the, it, like start 15 apps and plug it back in? He was like, yeah, that's not going to go. Well, great. yeah, if I run three apps yeah. on a MacBook, it slows down. Yeah. But it was really but So here's the, here's the big question, though. Like, it's probably like in like cheap Chromebook range of like, per, like, you know, productivity, right? It's way better than Continuum. So like, if you're judging it against Continuum, it blows it out of the water. Uh, if you're judging against a Chromebook, it's like in that zone. Um, but do you, what do you judge it against? Do you judge it against a Windows laptop? Do you like, what, what do you judge it against? And are the conveniences of just buying a Chromebook or buying a cheap Windows laptop greater than the deal of like using this thing. Like that's how it's like how he ends his review is like, we're like, this thing is actually way better than you expect. It's like, like radically better than you expect. Cause we were expecting it to be garbage. Um, but even as good as it is, like who's it for? So, uh, so here's the thing. I never, I obviously have laptops at home, right? So I never take my laptop home from the office, my work laptop. It just sits here on my desk all day long. If I could, change that out to and I have to carry it around the office all the time because there's stuff it can do that my phone can't do like but if I could just have that like that set up at my desk at work and I would come in roll in set up my phone like start working and then like grab and go and go to a meeting that would be awesome right because I wouldn't be leaving windows and ideas behind um that's I think where it falls down because when you pull the phone off the dock it doesn't click back into being a phone right away there's like it takes a minute, like a full minute. Yeah, and sometimes longer. So it it you're kind of like losing the ability to just like quickly grab your phone, which to me is that's a huge trade off because of how many times I need to quickly grab my phone, and like do something with it. I, I do see like someone who is like a primarily a phone person, mm -hmm. and like just sometimes needs to sit down to look at like a full slide deck or use Word or something like that. Like having your notifications on your desktop is like the, oh, that's awesome. Like that's something that I take for granted on you know having Mac and iPhone is like this is great and I I reply to more texts from my Mac than I reply from my phone. I message lock in. There that's it is. Where I am constantly there in my face. It, 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 whenever you use this stuff like the Continuum stuff is like it does it. It's like a nice thing to think that this might be the future eventually because like we're seeing the tablet market now. That's you know, people aren't buying them and they're not refreshing them because, and it's what the Mark analysts say is, it's a focus on smartphones. People just want those. Yeah, and I think that's that's been hitting the PC market as well. Um, I just, I mean, this idea has it's this idea has been around forever. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen it work in a way that feels reasonable. Mm. And now the hard question is like, wait, what is this for? Yeah, like it's not dreams anymore. Like, okay, it, I have it. Like, do I want this? Aren't arm the ARM architecture works like they already have like the big little and stuff like that. I mean, you can basically run some cores and not run all of the cores. I could conceive of, of a phone that just runs, it just runs the four cores 
most of the time. And then when you plug in, it like soups them up, it overclocks them. Yeah. And, and then the it, phone melts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Don't that's worry. why the, 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 the ashtray has a, a fan in it. It's in its fan cup. Uh, but no, you could cool. really, you could like go turbo mode Actually, when you plug it in. I got to tell a story about the S8. Uh, I was yeah. on a boat in Mexico. Um, Perfect. Brag. Every story starts this way. Uh, <laughs> I left my phone in the bag sitting in the sun like an idiot. And then I went out and grabbed my phone to like take a picture. And it was wildly hot. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, turn it on. And it's like, your phone's too hot. You can't do anything. I like tried to open the Twitter app. It's like, nope, you don't get to do anything until this thing chills out for a minute. You can maybe make a phone call. Um, and it, it like it handled it really well. And because it was an S8, I literally just like took a wet towel and like huh. cooled it off and like waved it in the air to get the condensation off and then cooled it off again. And then two minutes, like it was cooled down and it worked again. Like Whoa. they handled the, the heat issue really well. And because it was waterproof, I could like cool it off myself with some water. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> uh, the iPhone does that temperature shutoff thing too. I've had that happen. I yeah, have not, I've had that. Yeah. I have not like put wet towels comes up like a warning (laughs) yeah Yeah. um i don't know dieter you're you're the one most deeply invested in this like crazy future of computing it works (laughs) do you want to use it (sighs) a little bit um (laughs) (laughs) like no like honestly like syncing my stuff across multiple devices is a pain there's a tiny little part of me that wants a dumb shell laptop that every like all every you know chinese computer maker has made these at one point the pad phone right yeah yeah like i don't know if i want this thing in a tablet but if i had just like a like basically my macbook has the essentially the computer bits of my macbook if there's like it's all, all battery and then the computer bits basically could fit inside a phone and just like take that out and just put a usb port there and i can just slide my phone into it that's actually like Kind of an interesting idea. So, w- would your ideal be to have like a a deck stock at your desk so you can have a big screen and a keyboard and stuff, and then like a laptop dock? The deck show? Like, would you have a like one deck stock and a screen at work, and one deck stock and a screen at home, or would you just want to just use it with a laptop, or? What would your ideal situation I, to look the most cool? <laughs> to look the most cool. <laughs> I mean, none of these things. I would are want cool. the deck stock. Um, I, but I would also like, I would want the thing to work without a dock, right? Like I know there's no actual computing bits in the dock other than, you know, just basic wiring and like enough power to like make a fan run. (laughs) It needs a fan, which is hilarious. Um, but I don't know if it's like the same thing with like the, I don't know, the Nintendo switch. Like I want to plug it. I would just want to carry a cable to plug it into a TV, right? I just want to carry a cable to plug it into a monitor. USB-C. Um, yeah, and it's that, not that, that would be yet. the key to this sort of experience. Yeah. yeah, but it's also I think it's also like what Dan was saying, and and the, the fundamental problem with it is that do you do you want to buy like a, just a cheap laptop that does all that, or do you want to have to carry around like a keyboard and mouse and stuff like that? Like, w- what's the point of what you're carrying around is worth this investment? Like, I mean, that's going to be the the problem with these devices going forward. Yeah, well, I mean, the 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 dumb shell would need to be like. A hundred bucks, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. not going to happen. Just battery. I, I guess that's what HP did with their laptop thing. That thing. All of these things have slight. been terrible. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that we yeah. know about them all speaks very deeply to but how the much biggest, we are terrible nerds. The bad part of the, most of them was the software, right? Yeah. So this one, yeah, it's weird. It's, we're yeah. doing it. We're praising Samsung for their software. 
It's the, it feels it's strange. The, it's, they solved a thing in software that no one else has been able to do, whoever it is, Microsoft included. But I think it will really come into its own when Google does it. We'll see. You know? Like, they have to do it. They have to support it on Android across all the devices. It's, it it's kind of like Samsung is Google's, like, yes, like test bed, forward like, R&D yeah, yeah, lab. Yeah. Um, okay, Paul, no, like they did it with VR. They did yeah. it with Gear, right? They, I think they've basically done it with Dex. I'm sure you're right that Google's doing a thing. There were some rumors about this a while ago. I got to look it up. Well, you plug it. You plug um, a pixel into a dock, and it turns into a Chrome OS. I mean, you could see They it. did it with multi-window. Yeah. Right? Multi, multi-screen on a phone. Um, multitasking. Uh, there's one other thing that's like consistently Samsung like does the thing that Google is gonna do the next year a year ahead like of time. Well, pens, yeah, uh, pens. Well, no, there is a stylus on the Chromebook Pro. Ta- yeah. Tablets ish, nish, Motorola really nish. zoomed out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, Paul, you have a segment every week. It's called the same thing. It's called four four four. Wait. Wait, let me start over because I gotta get the right number of four. Four, 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 four. Oh yeah, four fours. Four fours. Yeah, it's called four fours. <laughs> uh, I'm, cha- to, I'm changing it. Yeah. It's gonna be called four fours from now on. Yeah, permanently. Okay, it's an LG display with four HDMI ports. All right. Four K. Yeah. Forty-two point five inches. What? For me, <laughs> so you can plug. You plug. So it could be like just a 4K display. It's got HDMI 2.0, so it, that that'll work. It's also got DisplayPort and stuff. But you could also plug in four different inputs, and it displays them in a grid. Um, which is, Dell also has a display. Oh like yeah, this. they're crazy. So it's it's kind of it's meant for like invest like trading like you always put like cool graphs and charts on screens like this and the the Dow Jones Industrial Average is on the (laughs) literally on LG's screenshot of this but it's also like a really good display it's seven hundred dollars ish it's got like FreeSync like I don't know there's a lot of good stuff going on here and I don't know you're you're like hot on the on the high end monitor beat lately. I just really it, it's because I use I use this Vizio like 32 inch yeah 1080p low end TV as my PC monitor at home and I got to upgrade. Yeah. I got to go And you past want the that. best. I want the best. You want the caviar of monitors. Yeah. Is there a monitor? I feel like there should be a monitor called the caviar. <laughs> There's um that that Dell monitor is insane. Dell's right? come out with an 8K monitor. Yeah. And then then well. Acer and Asus have these sort of like these 4K, high refresh rate, G-Sync, like mm. HDR, everything's awesome in them. <laughs> you're, gonna, <laughs> you're definitely buying this. I, I still want but my, they're like $1,500. Which one are you going to buy? I still want this Microsoft to, to sell this work. Surface Studio monitor. No, no, cool. Not even have it go flat and all that sort of stuff. I just, the 3 by 2 aspect, right? I don't think there is a, I've looked, I don't think there's a monitor that's 3 by 2 Huh. Yeah, they're getting, and it's, it's, they're it's getting such a good skinnier. Resolution. Yeah, yeah. That's a thing. Um, speaking of Vizio, we should talk about it real quick. They're doing some neat. But Vizio, last year, took all the apps off their TV, mm-hmm. put a tablet in the box, mm-hmm. so everything's Chromecast. Yeah, I bought that TV. That didn't, didn't that go TV. to plan. This year, same TV. You bought the P-Series, right? They've barely changed yeah. the P-Series. The M-Series is new. Yep. Put all the apps back on the TV. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Not all the apps, though. It doesn't have all the apps. It doesn't. It has... 
Yeah. So, there, some there, of the so there's it's some really Netflix. So Chris Welch went to the event, talked to Matt McRae, who's been on The Verge a thousand times, um, the CTO Vizio. People were obviously like confused about all the interface being on the tablet, mm. but they are really still betting on Chromecast is the main thing that mm. drives their TV. So they're not actually apps. They built an HTML rendering layer so they can serve app interfaces on the TV and you can like click around and do all that. But when you hit play, the app doesn't play the video. It sends a cast URL back to cast. An internal Chromecast. It, the internal uh, Chromecast. So okay. it's still Chromecast. So you can you can still use the Google Home. Mm. When you start a thing, if you have an Android phone, it'll, it'll show you the cast notification. Okay. Um, but because that is all like new, they don't have Netflix, they don't have Amazon, and there's like a lot of theory out there that Netflix is now being super aggressive in what it's demanding from all of its partners because you can't you can't not have Netflix. Yeah, that's the, that's the key. But I think it's really interesting actually that they built this other like system it's that kind of like goes in a circle. Yeah. Well, you could Chromecast Netflix. You can Chromecast yeah. Netflix, right? But it's not it's not one of their built in yeah. weird HTML. If apps. you use one of their weird HTML apps, it's like what's on Crackle tonight. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> I've been wondering <laughs> what is on Crackle. <laughs> like the fuck is Crackle? <laughs> Do you know what I've been using a lot lately? Voodoo. Yeah. What? This is four K. Uh, this is this is, this is this is such a nightmare. <laughs> Paul knows this story. So I have a LG OLED TV. Mm. It's four K, Dolby yeah. Vision, and the there's two movie services that stream. 4K movies. It's Voodoo mm-hmm. and Fandango now. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's a real mess. Uh, obviously, Netflix and Amazon. It's, but that's mostly like their shows. Right. You know, like rent a movie in 4K. Mm. So you're like, yes, I will pay fifteen dollars to watch no. San Andreas on my new TV. You, it's Voodoo. Voodoo also supports Atmos. Yeah, nice. It's nice. So yeah. I have all this stuff, but the LG TV won't send Atmos out through HDMI. So it yeah. lights up all the lights. There's literally a fucking change.org petition to have LG support Atmos on HDMI. I'm going to write about this. Yeah. Paul threatened to make me a Trello card, so I'd write about it. <laughs> what's your audio so How do you get Atmos out? Do you have to use, like, optical? Yeah, optical. You, no, would... optical doesn't support it. It's really oh, weird. Yeah. There's, I think there's no way, unless you have a new LG OLED TV, a 2017 one, I think there's no way to get Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos at the same time. There's like four TVs in the world that will send it out, and I think I think mm-hmm. they're like they're like at the bleeding edge of the spec. It's very frustrating. I will tell you that I I signed the change.org petition. <laughs> uh, sometimes that's all you Dieter can do. Dieter took out his AirPods. <laughs> no, it's like a very but my so the, it's like the basement of my house. So like we have speakers in the ceiling and a receiver right. and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, Dieter? Sorry, my AirPods decided to stop working. First the right one went out, and then the left one went out. Man, switching out the dongle life for the wireless life. You know, I was was on a train at like 10 p.m. at night listening to some banging house music with my AirPods. It got a call, and then I got off the call, and I was like, why is the music not resumed? So I hit play on my phone. It's come screaming out of my phone. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like standing at the door to get off the train. Everyone's like turned around and looked at me, and I was like, You should have owned it. And they look like... You look like a dick anyway wearing them. I didn't know I'd look like an extra dick when I'm playing some screaming house music out my phone. They're doing well. You know what we didn't talk about at all is Apple earnings because oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Apple made a bunch of money. Yeah, they were kind of just, yeah. Uh, the interesting part, the 
phones basically flat, Mac mm-hmm. ticked up, iPads crashed. I think you're down like 13, yeah, some, yeah. some teens and the, percent. Enough of this, some of this quarter had the cheap iPad in it too, right? Yeah, but it's you know, that's not fair until the full, the full quarter. Yeah. Um, but the big one they're pushing is the services business. Walt and I talked about this on Control Delete a lot yesterday. Mm. The services business is a bunch of like B and C services, but if you bundle them up at Apple's scale, it looks like an A-plus business. Yeah. Because it's just, well, it, there's it, so it, many phones. It's more revenue than the iPad, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's... But like service by service, it's not. They don't have category leaders. But if you just put them all together and call them services, mm-hmm. they're like, "This is a huge business." Wait, what's services? Services is like the iTunes store, iTunes app store, the App Store, um, yeah. iMessage, iCloud. Apple Music, yeah. iCloud. So like just all any, of those individually. That, yeah, they all have head-on competitors. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you are into that conversation, well, I, I, won- I wonder how much yesterday. revenue out of. Like, what is the percentage of revenue? Because it's around about 63% for the iPhone, that's mm-hmm. the overall. So I wonder what it is when you combine services as well. Yeah. For yeah. Apple. Well, it's Apple be at least... also announced they're investing a billion dollars in American work. Oh, and they put up a page things. today that's like creating American jobs. It's actually a really fun yeah. page. I don't... I am curious. The, my favorite thing about that page is there are four Apple employees in North Dakota. I desperately want yeah. to know what they do. So go to the just a four. cool page. It's like it's well built. It's like neat, mm. and it shows you apps that come from every state and how many Apple employees there are in every state. And then it has this one category that's like app related jobs. And it's like how did you calculate that? Like jobs created in the app economy is like one of their metrics. It's like an interesting number. Well, and then you, they show you like the most famous app from every state. You can when you sign up. I'm I'm thinking when you sign up for a developer account, you typically list like what company you're with and how big your team is and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean it's might be a way they get it. It's neat. It's just a neat page, but they're obviously pushing hard into this thing. Tim Cook, I think, is hoping that Trump will like ease the tax laws so they can make more cash yeah. out from overseas. But the point, the only reason I brought up Apple earnings was that it appears AirPods are doing well, although they're having manufacturing issues. Yeah, because this is so the other. We other might products. think they look silly, but they're doing. I mean, you have them and you think they look silly. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I mean, I see them all the time in San Francisco. You live in San Francisco. I don't. I don't see them. I don't. I don't see them I've in never seen them in London. I don't see them in New York. I've seen a handful here and there in New York. But the people who are wearing you know them, what else is doing surprisingly well is the Apple. The Watch. Apple Watch. That's what I was trying to get at. The Apple yeah, Watch the is Apple doing Watch. well. Yeah. They sold more than Fitbit. Fitbit looks like a crazy. But like, mess. what was what was it? Those a couple big apps just like abandoned Apple Watch. Yeah, Google Maps left the watch. Like, as an <laughs> app platform, and this is worth <laughs> checking in on. Actually, Dieter, I'm just going to say this pitch out loud on the air. <laughs> We're coming up on WWDC. Last year, WWDC, they they announced uh, all these new app subscriptions. They have new app stores. There's the iMessage app store. There's the new TV app thing. I don't know how that stuff is doing. And the Apple Watch mm. as an app platform just is is a zero as far as I'm concerned. Like, I don't... Yeah. What's the but killer... Spotify just, just uh, committed to bringing an Apple Watch app. I, and that's the only thing that interests me because, like, I like wearing using the Apple Watch with the AirPods. But then I have to rely on iTunes for the music. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I mean, I think there's reasons to have apps on there, but I think the apps mm. have very clearly turned into controls for things that happen on your phone. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. not independent experiences. Lauren Good wrote a piece. Now seems like a good time to ask what a smartwatch is. Yeah. How much do third-party apps really matter? Yeah. So I definitely recommend that. Yeah, read it. Anyway, is that it? Anything yeah. else? Tom? I think it's enough. I mean, we've, <laughs> good. we've done it. We're, we're taking time to the bar now. I just worked out though that that the iPhone and services is seventy six point eight percent 
of Apple's entire revenue. Yeah. Services. But it, I just wish the services were better. Yeah. That's yeah. a thing. I, I think iTunes on the Mac has gotten a little bit better. Is that just me? <laughs> like like You're it used drunk. to take it used to take like forty five seconds to launch the app and then like get to somewhere I'm you doing actually want to be. Because I love you, I'm gonna launch iTunes on my computer. I, I, I had to use iTunes the other day because of a weird app bug that I had. Oh, that was pretty and, fast. I'd oh see, I'd say it's down to like maybe like thirty seconds. Like it's the, terrible on Windows. It's, it wasn't terrible. Bad, oh, but it's, uh, oh it's I haven't hell, tested on Windows. It's hell on Windows. Yeah. Okay, that's it. There's way more. We, we should, I, I'm eager to like go out. Yeah. It's party time. Uh, <laughs> so you get no more Vergecast. <laughs> anyway, there's more. Uh, like I said, Walt and I went deep on Apple earnings and control delete. We also talked a bunch of other stuff. We did talk about neutrality. Walt savaged that Verizon video. That was it was an incredible moment in control delete history. So listen to that. <laughs> That's out. Uh, Lauren Good, we just brought up. Uh, she hosts Too Embarrassed to Ask, which is a great show. Listen to that. Peter Kafka hosts Recode Media, and Kara Swisher hosts Recode Decode, all of which are fantastic shows. They're all on iTunes. Listen to them, rate them, review them. You can tweet at us. Paul is Future Paul. I'm Reckless. Dieter's Backlon. Tom is it's Tom Warren. Tom Warren. Yeah. On the Twitter. That's me. Come find us on Twitter. Please, please stop flaming me about Max versus PC. <laughs> <laughs> it's like been a defining feature of my life for over Mac 20 years. Max versus PCs is like, the, it's never going <laughs> to end. It's never going to stop. Uh, but yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna have people tweet at Ajit Pai? Oh yeah, tweet at Ajit Pai. Oh, you know what? Um, yeah. There's actually a special episode of Recode Decode. Uh, Tony Rom, who is a new reporter at Recode, a fantastic policy reporter. Um, I'm jealous of his skill level because he is really really good. Uh, he actually got Ajit Pai um, on the podcast, and you should listen to it. He asked him hard questions. Pai. Hi, let some stuff slip on that interview. Basically said, I don't really know if we need bright line rules for net neutrality at all, which is yeah. not what the industry is saying. So very interesting. <laughs> um, go listen to that. And that's it. We'll see you next week. Rock and roll. Paul. Paul. Hashtag brand Snip, string. snip.